0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the
1: For the Culture
0: podcast
1: this is the for the culture podcast i'm your host luke diamond with my man jason spears merry christmas everybody as we record this colts cardinals week 16 game preview on christmas eve tomorrow christmas day the colts one of two games tomorrow on christmas day as we head out to arizona to take on the 10 and 4 arizona cardinals and obviously we have not done a great job against the nfc this season sitting at one and three against our four nfc opponents the cardinals being our fifth and final game against the nfc this season unless of course we get to the super bowl and hopefully we have a sixth game against the nfc later in february so Colts cardinals a christmas day game hopefully we can improve now to nine and six keep this thing moving as the titans won last night kind of putting the division out of reach i mean theoretically we are still mathematically alive if they lose their final two and we win our final three but they have Houston week 18. So I'm looking wild card. And if there was a game you were going to lose, this would be the one because it's an NFC game. You beat the Raiders, you beat the Jaguars, you finish nine and three in the AFC, you're going to the playoffs. So if there's a game you're going to lose, this would be the one you want to lose. But why would you want to lose any game? It's Christmas. Let's get a nice little Christmas present at the end of Christmas day at about 11, 1130. Wrap it up. Our Christmas with a win over the Arizona Cardinals let's keep this momentum going we're coming off a huge win and let's just keep stacking them now as we head into the final home stretch of the regular season our third to last game of the year in Arizona against the Arizona Cardinals on Christmas Day
0: yeah it's another measuring stick game for us and and you know the Cardinals are a different type of team they throw the ball all over the field they're coming off a really bad, bad loss to the, to the Lions where they got beat 30 to 12. And I don't even think the game was that close. They got beat at the line of scrimmage by a third string running back who ran for 125 yards. So they're going to be highly motivated to get that taste out of their mouth. We've been where they've been as far as bad losses and you know losing streaks. And, and so we know, you know, we're going to get their best shot and i want their best shot that's how you that's how you beat the best you get their best shot you beat them and, and when they're playing their best football and you know that's how you get good and, be, and become a really good team is is playing good teams that push you to your you know to your competitive limit and so another great test for this team we've played better on the road all year we've played pretty damn good football when it's been nationally televised games outside of the fourth quarter and overtime of the Ravens game, I think we've been we've been really, really great on national TV. So I expect the Colts to come out and play like they've been playing. They've been playing really, really solid football for the last couple months. And I expect that to continue. Whether that'll be enough to win remains to be seen. But I expect it's going to be a close game and I think the Colts are going to play well.
2: No question. And let's start off on the offensive side of the football for the Arizona Cardinals. They come in eighth in points per game, scoring 27 points per game. They've turned the ball over 14 times and they've allowed 33 sacks. And I saw a crazy statistic on Twitter this week about the Cardinals' offense. They are 32nd in fumbles, like worst in the league. They have fumbled the most amount of times in the league, but they are first in fumbles lost. So. They have fumbled more than anybody, but they have lost the least amount of fumbles, which I thought was just an insane statistic because when you're putting the ball on the turf that much, you would assume that you lose it at least top five, top 10 in the league, and they have lost the least amount. So they are on both sides of the spectrum. They fumbled more than anybody, but they have lost the least amount of fumbles, and they are led by Kyler Murray, and I think a big reason why is because Murray drops the ball a lot and then picks it back up and runs around, so maybe that's... The reason, but you have a team that puts the ball on the turf as much as they do, and then you have a team like the Colts with Darius Leonard that loves to punch the ball out and a ball-hawking defense that should be a good matchup for the Colts as Kyler Murray leads the Arizona Cardinals offense, 3,039 passing yards, 70% completion percentage. He has 20 touchdown passes to 10 picks, and of course he's also lethal on the ground with 5 rushing touchdowns and
0: 270 rushing yards. Yeah, they've got a pretty impressive offense. Um, They've got players all over the field. A couple guys that are questionable for the game, so we're not sure as of the recording time right now whether or not they'll play that are big parts of their offense. Rondell Moore, wide receiver, he is questionable. And then running back James Conner, who came over from the Steelers, has had a huge year for them. He is questionable. He's big for them. 700 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns, 31 receptions, 334 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. So 16 touchdowns from James Conner starting at running back for them. So he is a big-time player for them and a big-time piece in their offense. So him being questionable, if he doesn't play, that's a big-time loss for them. But as far as the guys we expect to see, wide receiver Christian Kirk, 62 receptions, 812 yards, five touchdowns. I got to keep your eye on We know this every week when we play teams, it's going to be tight ends. Tight end Zach Ertz has had a resurgence in in Arizona, 34 receptions, 395 yards, three touchdowns. Wide receiver A.J. Green, bounce back here, 46 receptions, 718 yards, and three touchdowns. Hopkins is out, which is good for us because we are probably going to be down one of our starting corners and our best corner this year outside of Kenny Moore, Rocky Sen. So it's going to be important the Colts really, really uh, come out fast in this game hopefully stay on the field as far as health wise don't have any injuries in the secondary because we're very very thin because Sendejo is out and Rock is out and so that that's going to be a problem for us with depth some other notable guys if Connor is unable to go chase Edmonds has been really good for them Wide receiver Antoine Wesley has stepped in for Hopkins. Obviously, that's a big step down because Hopkins is one of the top five in the game. And then tight end Max Williams. You know, he hasn't done a lot this year, but he's capable. And again, when we play tight ends, I always there's always two of them, and I always talk about both. Ertz is obviously the name guy and the guy that's got all the production. Keep an eye out for Max Williams in this game because tight ends, whether they're big name, small name, doesn't really matter. They've had success against the Colts defense this year.
2: And taking a look at the keys to the game for the Colts' defense, key number one, keep Murray in the pocket. When you have a shifty mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray, you want to keep him contained. You want to keep him in the pocket. Pretty straightforward, kind of like when we saw Lamar a couple weeks ago or I guess a couple months ago now at this point against the Baltimore Ravens. Key number one, keep Murray in the pocket.
0: Yeah, he's very fast. He's quick. He can move. I think he's more just from the – I haven't watched a ton ton of Kyler Murray, obviously – But from what I've seen, he seems to be more in the ilk of Russell Wilson. When he's outside the pocket, he's looking to make big plays down the field. So when he gets outside the pocket, he's scary good. So keeping him in the pocket is is what we have to do. We've struggled with that some, been better lately. If we can keep Murray in the pocket, make him do his damage from there, I think the Colts have a much better chance of winning. If he can get outside the pocket via bootlegs and different things where they move him around and he's able to scramble – it's going to be a long day because he's he's so multidimensional. When he gets outside the pocket, he can run, he can throw, he's accurate, he makes big plays for them. So keeping him in the pocket, key number one, big-time key for this game.
2: Key number two, no big plays. Like you mentioned, when Murray gets outside of the pocket, he looks downfield to make big plays. You want to minimize those to the best of your ability. Key number two, no big plays.
0: Yeah, this is a big-play team. They make a lot of big plays. With that quarterback, he's exceptional. Again, as I stated – at you know, ad-libbing after he gets out the, outside the pocket. That's where most of their big plays come from. That's why I wanted to list this as the second key because it's linked to number one. And I think, again, you keep them in the pocket. You make them make those throws. You keep everything in front of you. We know what our defense is about, making teams go the long way. I think the Colts just need to keep playing their game and they should be fine. But you know, There's got to be communication. Obviously, with some new guys back there, you're going to have Isaiah out there more. You're probably going to have some TJ Carey out there. You're going to have Odom in there for Sandejo. So you got to make sure you, you, you're communicating well back there. And that's usually guys like Darius and Kari on the back end have to communicate, make sure the guys know what they're in, know what they're supposed to do, and know what their responsibilities are. That's a big key for this game because you don't want to give up any one or two play drives for touchdowns. You want to make these guys earn it. And key number three, play fast, play physical, and play smart. No question. This is, this is the DNA of our defense. You know, we, we play fast, we play physical, we play smart, and we execute. And that's what we've been doing for the last two or three games. And that's when we're at that's when we're at our best defensively, and that's why I didn't just say force turnovers. I wanted to maybe get into the intricacies of how you force turnovers, and you do that by playing fast, playing physical, and playing smart, and executing your job. And the Colts have been doing an outstanding job with that all year, as far as you know, doing that and forcing turnovers. They forced a turnover in every game this year, which is an amazing stat. And they, if they do that in this game, they'll probably force another turnover. So always playing. With our, you know, with the way we, you know, with the way we play, we always have to bring these things to the table. And we've been doing it for the most part this season. Got to do it again this week and another tough test. But, you know, when the Colts are at their best, they're playing fast, sideline to sideline, hitting, playing physical, not missing tackles, playing smart, not having miscommunications in the back end or whatever, you know, doing all those things and just executing. You saw that for the first three quarters against a really solid New England team. Then you saw it for four quarters against Houston before that. They got to just do that again this week. Come out, play fast, play physical, play smart, and everything else will take care of itself. And flipping over now to
2: the Cardinals' defense, they come in fifth in points per game, allowing just 20.3 points per game, 24 takeaways, 37 sacks. So pretty good team on both sides of the ball, like the Colts, top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense. The Cardinals, eighth in offense, fifth in defense. And it's funny because when you talk about the Cardinals, And Kyler Murray, a lot of people think that the offense carries the team, but defensively allowing only 20.3 points per game. And defensively, they are led by outside linebacker Chandler Jones. He has 33 tackles, 9.5 sacks, four forced fumbles, nine tackles for loss, and 22 quarterback hits. Although, out of those 9.5 sacks, I think he had five week one. Didn't he have an absurd amount week one, like four or five? Yeah, he had a huge, like the huge game against Tennessee. He had, I think he had five in the first. I game. think he did. So he has four point yeah, five since.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they they've usually he's the guy they double teams double. We all know we don't double, so he doesn't have to worry about that with us. But <laughs> the problem with the with the Cardinals' defense is they've got two guys that are very productive at outside linebacker, and you mentioned Chandler Jones as one. But another guy that's coming to his own this year is Marcus Golden, another outside linebacker that's probably going to line up outside of Braden Smith. He's got 43 tackles, 11 sacks, so he leads the team in sacks, four forced fumbles, 10 tackles for a loss, and 18 quarterback hits. These are the teams that scare me because they've got them on both sides of the line of scrimmage. The Colts absolutely have to take care of both of these guys. They're big-time players. They get to the quarterback. They hit the quarterback. They force fumbles. So to me, that's, those are the two guys on this defense, in the front seven especially, that have to be accounted for. Then you've got other guys, Buda Baker, everybody knows he's a special, special player at free safety, 79 tackles, three picks, three tackles for loss, cornerback Byron Murphy, 50 tackles, four picks, 11 passes defended, one forced fumble and one touchdown, and then some other notable guys, you got Jalen Thompson at, at strong safety who's coming into his own this year linebacker isaiah simmons you guys remember him from clemson very very good player high pick high high round draft pick zavin collins at linebacker and then cornerback marco wilson quincy wilson's young younger brother who's who's been really really good for arizona so we drafted the wrong wilson (laughs) but uh yeah their defense is really stout really good it's actually probably the strength of their team and it's it's not what's talked about when you talk about them but they are very very good very well coached by vance joseph they mix up their looks They force turnovers and they get to the quarterback, and that's not a great recipe for having a really, really good offensive game against them. So Colts are really going to have to come out focused to take care of the ball, not turn it over. It's another game where, you know, whoever turns the ball over, in my opinion, is probably going to lose this game. So, again, they get to the quarterback. They don't give up a lot of points and they force a lot of turnovers. They've got a very, very good sound defense from top to bottom, front to back. They do as we get into our keys to the game for the Colts
2: offense, key number 1, no turnovers. You talked about it, they turn the ball over a lot. They have a lot of takeaways, 24 on the season. It's our job to not turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes, don't hand them this game. Key number 1, no turnovers.
0: Absolutely. It, the fastest way to get behind in a game like this is to turn it over, and the fastest way to lose the lose the game is to turn it over. So, the Colts have been pretty solid all year, you know, outside of a couple games where they've turned it over. I think they've had two games where they turn it over three times and one game where they turn it over five times. They absolutely can't do that in this game to have a chance to win. They've been fairly good with not turning it over. Hopefully that, that can continue this week. Arizona's one of those teams just like us. If you turn the ball over, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's like it's lightning in a bottle. They'll score real quick and flip the game. So obviously, and this is a key every week with our offense, but you know, our defense is probably going to get one or two. So if we can just not turn the ball over, we're going to have a very good chance to win in every game. And this is no different. If we can just, you know, keep the ball in our hands, possess it, and do what we do. The Colts should be okay. But once you start turning the ball over, you can see a game swing real quick. Like we saw last week after the fight. And then also after the interception that, that went through into triple quadruple coverage, you can't make those throws in a game like this or it'll cost you. So, you know, It's a very simple thing, no turnovers, but it's a lot easier said than done. Hopefully the Colts take better care of the ball this week than they did last week and, and find a way to, to not turn it over.
2: Number two, be balanced. We talk about it all the time. Be balanced and utilize your playmakers. Get your best players the ball. I would like to see, Jason, a little bit more Hines involved in the offense. I feel like we've kind of gotten yeah. away from Hines. The last few weeks, Taylor's doing his thing. He's having an MVP-caliber season, and you'll have two MVP-caliber players in this game. Last week was not so good for Kyler Murray losing to the Lions. Taylor, obviously, with the big game on Saturday against the Patriots. So getting your playmakers the ball, being balanced. Reich's done a much, much, much better job the last five or six weeks outside of the second half, primarily the third quarter, against the Bucks in being balanced and utilizing Taylor and make him the vocal point, and the strength of this offense. And we saw it at the end of the game last week, although Reich talked about in the post-game press conference that he was thinking about running or if that play didn't work, he was going to run the ball. Thankfully it didn't come to that because Taylor busted off a 67 yard rushing touchdown, but being balanced, Is key, it'll always be key because when you look at the Colts this season and what we've done when Wentz has thrown 35 plus times and what we've done when Taylor has hit 90 plus rushing yards, speaks for itself. So, key number two be balanced and get your best playmakers the ball.
0: Yeah, and you're right, man. Hines has to get the ball more, he's got to be a bigger part of our offense. I mean, guys like to me. Obviously, Pittman is a guy that needs to be involved. But you look at guys like Doolin and Hilton, I really think they have more to give than what what they're, what the, what they're than what we've seen, especially Doolin. He hasn't gotten as many snaps because he's on special teams. But I really feel like, you know, we just have to have these guys on the field. I mean, Doolin is extremely fast. He's made big plays in the limited time he's been out there. Hines makes plays in the passing game. You get him some runs to mix it up a little bit. You know, Ty at some point I think is going to have a big game. Maybe this is the week. So we we've got playmakers. He's just got to get them on the field. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's Jonathan Taylor. You give him enough carries, he's gonna he's gonna hit a home run. I think again, the game plan this week has to be to run him and try to you know establish that running game. Obviously, Glowinski's out, Kelly's out, so you're going to have Reed in there for Glowinski, and you're going to have Pinter in there. For Kelly, which is fine. Both of those guys are fine. Penter's played well in his last two games, and Kelly and and Reed has played solid when he's been in there for Glow. So not a big problem. They just, I think the Colts just need to lean on those guys and run the ball, and that will, you know, do a good job in in turn of taking away their pass rush. We talked about this last week how smart it was of Frank to to run the ball because the strength of the Patriots was you know, Judon in the secondary. Well, this week it's kind of the same thing. The, the, the Cardinals have a very good secondary and they have two very good pass sources. Well, How do you mitigate that? You run the ball, but you can't run it every down. You've got to mix it up. And, it, and you know, you can run, you know, reverses to Doolin. You could do a lot of different things, but at some point you're going to have to, to throw the ball a little bit. And I think if they look, you know, to guys like Hines, guys like Hilton and guys like Doolin and, and obviously Pittman, those guys can make plays against this defense, especially in the middle of the field. So the Colts just have to, you know, get the ball to their playmakers, allow them to make plays, and I think they're going to ha- I think they're they're going to have a good offensive game. It really always comes down to how Carson plays, and I think he's due to have a good game. So we'll see what happens, but at the end of the day, we're going to ride and die with the DNA of this team, and that's the offensive line and number 28 in the backfield. And I think that's going to be the same thing this week. I think we're going to see a lot of him, a lot of 21. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun game, and I think it's going to be an interesting game to see which team makes more plays and who makes the the plays that lose them the game. Because it's, I feel like these are pretty close, evenly matched teams, and uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game.
2: And key number three, speaking of the offensive line, limit their pass rush. We're going to be down our starting center and Ryan Kelly for his personal reasons and then also Mark Lewinsky was put on the COVID list today so if he doesn't play then I would assume we see Pinter and Reed because I think Nelson was back at practice today so we would see Pinter I guess start again at center he was pretty good last week or the last couple weeks and then we would see Reed slide over for Lewinsky And I actually thought he was having the better season out of those two guys anyway, and play that right guard spot. So key number three, limit the pass rush.
0: Yeah. And I'm not really worried about Braden Smith in this, in this uh, situation, he's going to get golden probably. And I think he'll do a decent job on him. I'm more worried about Fisher and Chandler Jones. And that that's where the running game comes in. That's where maybe using a tight end, the chip on that side comes in, you know, the quick pass screen game, that can mitigate the pass rush. But this is a team, again, with those elite pass rushers that forces a ton of turnovers, and they get to the quarterback an awful lot, 37 sacks, 24 turnovers. Between those two guys, 40 quarterback hits. So the way to mitigate that is to run the ball, quick passing, and that'll back those guys off. But that's super important in this game. As I talked about in the preview to the New England game, the difference being they only had that one guy in Judon, so you only had to really worry about him. But this is this is different. There's two guys here that are both really, really good at what they do, and so the Colts have to get that done because if they don't, these two guys could wreck the game. They're very, very good, and uh, they make a lot of plays. I, I mean, from top to bottom, again, this is another solid defense. They're well-coached. Vance Joseph is a very good defensive coach. They mix it up. They show a lot of looks. They've got playmakers at all three levels. So it's not just the pass rush, but to do anything against this defense, the first thing you have to do is take care of the pass rush. So that's why I listed this as key number three, because if you don't limit the pass rush, that's going to lead to sack fumbles, interceptions, and all kinds of other horrible things that will cause this game to get away from us. So we have to make sure we take care of that first and foremost, not letting those two guys wreck the game.
2: Jason, do you still have those rushing statistics that they've allowed? this season
0: yeah i don't have the per game you know added up but i do have i can look at i'm looking at the their their you know their games right now i've got their their splits in front of me and, and i'm just going through it and the vikings had 177 against them the Jags had 159 against them the rams had 121 against them the 49ers had 152 against them packers had 151 panthers had 166 Bears had 112. And last week, the Lions had 126. So you can run against this team. They You can run against them. You've got to be patient, but you can run against them. And I think that's our key to victory in this game is, is like it always is giving the ball to the best player, getting him involved in the passing game, in the running game, whatever it takes, just getting him the ball.
2: And you know what time it is, Jason? It's time for our For the Culture predictions. And with those splits right there, I am taking the Indianapolis Colts. I actually think this could be a letdown spot for us. I was shocked that we opened, I think, as three-point underdogs, which I get we're going on the road on a Saturday. But it's Saturday to Saturday, so it's not like we lose a day there on a short week. And they're coming off a bad loss. We're coming off a great win. So I understand all that. But – I just think the Colts are the better team. I think the Colts are trending in the right direction. And when you look at the rushing statistics of their defense and our offense, I think that's a good matchup for us. So I like our chances in this game. I like our ability to run the ball. I think Taylor is going to have a big day, and it's another primetime Saturday. After a bye, Saturday, Saturday. We've gone like a month without playing a game on a Sunday, which is weird. But another Saturday night game. We looked pretty good last Saturday. I'm taking the Colts. I'm going 28 to 24. 20 24 Colts. That's so funny cuz I'm
0: okay, well I'll tell you why it's funny in a second. You're going to go 28 uh, 24 Cardinals. Right. Um, <laughs> here's the th- here here's the thing. We've played really well, you know, on national television and all that. And so that's positive. I think this is a pick 'em game really. Either team could win. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to be a one possession game, very close game. Um, I just I'm very nervous about the Colts offensive line because there's no depth. If if Penter goes down, who plays center? I mean, and also the secondary. We're, we're starting our what third string free safety and Odom. Rock is out. You know, we're one injury away from like. I, I, I'm just I feel very. If we haven't um, mentioned
2: it yet, obviously no Hopkins for them.
0: Yeah, no Hopkins, but they've still got other guys, no, no. Green. But, but my point is, you know, we've seen this kind of happen in Baltimore, but this is a team that could even pick us apart worse if we start losing guys, and that's kind of my fear. I think it's going to be close. I, I do think that the Colts, everything being equal, I think I would pick them, but I just there's I, something about the way the Cardinals played last week. I think they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder in this game. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, we haven't played our best versus the NFC West teams outside right. of San Francisco. So I, I, I think the Colts – I mean, listen, it's a pick 'em game to me. I'd probably feel a little better about it if it was at home, but we played better on the road, so it really doesn't matter, and it's in a dome anyway. But for me, I'm just going with my gut. I think they, they win by four. But again – it could go either way. Both of these teams are very, very good teams. I, I just think the Cardinals are going to come out very, very focused because they're just as much in a dogfight as we are in the sense that they don't want to be a wild card team. You know what I mean? They want to try to win their division. So it's just as important for them as it is for us In a, in a sense. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs and we haven't locked that down yet. But I just like the Cardinals in this game. I feel like they're going to play a you know, much better game, obviously, than last week. And uh, you know, win it by four. I think it's going to be 28-24. Uh, maybe Carson turns it over a couple times. But again, just like last week, I was wrong. I love being wrong, so I hope that they prove me wrong again. I think it's going to be a great game. I think that's the bottom line. I think it's going to be a one-possession game, like all of our games are for the most part. And so I think it's going to be just another Colt Saturday night game. And I think they're going to play well. I just think they're going to come up a little bit short. And uh, hopefully, you know, we get some guys back next week. And uh, those are the games that, re- I mean, this game matters. This this Winning this would be a cherry on top of winning last week. And it's a huge game. But the games that really matter to me are the two after this. So hopefully they can find a way to win this game. But if they don't, it's not the end of the world, just for anybody listening. They've still got the two games in front of them after that. Those are the games that, if they win, I think they lock it down. They lock the playoffs down. So getting into this tournament is what it's all about. I'm not afraid of playing anybody. We just got to find a way to get in. And then I think the Colts can find a way, man. I, I love their – I love what they do. I love their DNA as far as, you know, the things that they do well. And I think it travels well. And it, who knows? They could win this game. It's not out of the question for sure. This is a this is a pick'em game. Either team could win it. I'm just going with the Cardinals because they're at home. And I just, that that Detroit game, I just, they're not going to play like that again. So, it'll be a fun game, Luke. I'm excited, man. Christmas night football. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're not going to play like that
2: again. But we also don't need them to play that bad to beat them because I believe we're the better team. So, I agree. I think either team could win this game. I think it'll be a close game. Pick them game. I'm just going with the Colts, and hopefully, they prove me right. And also, like you were saying, if you're going to drop one of these final three games, let it be this one drop this game, win the final two, finish the season nine and three in the AFC. That's what you want. You want to be nine and three in the AFC and one and four in the NFC if you're going to have 10 wins. That's the way you want the split. you rather have all 10 in the AFC because virtually you win all the tiebreakers. So that's what you want. If you're going to lose a game, you'd rather it be this game. I know they're a playoff team. The Jaguars are terrible, but tiebreaker-wise, you want those AFC victories. It doesn't matter if it's Jaguars, Jaguars, Texans, Texans, Jets as five of your nine wins. Who really doesn't matter because they're AFC wins, so you want those conference wins because that's just the way the rules are as far as tiebreakers go and divisional games and afc games conference games in terms of impact in the standings so i think it'll be a close game it's funny we're going with the same score 20 24 and it's not a score we've used at any point this season we both happen to have the same one on opposite sides of the spectrum so it's pretty much all i got jason i'm going
0: Colts. you're going cards yeah man it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun uh, christmas game and i'm excited to see who wins hopefully there'll be a win under the Colts Christmas tree come about, I don't know, 1130 Saturday night. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That would be nice. And a Colt podcast coming at about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, hopefully we'll be talking about it when it won't be so bad.
1: Yeah, but hopefully.
0: Anyway, Luke, uh, I just want to wish all of our listeners a happy holiday season. Happy safe holiday season. season. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend with your family. If you're with them, be safe. And uh, Luke, Merry Christmas, man. I hope you have a great day with your family, and uh, hopefully, we can get a win Saturday night.
2: Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. And to all our listeners, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Merry Coltsmas, which is really about Chuck Pagano getting fired. But as we are now, what, four or five years removed from Coltsmas, we can start celebrating Coltsmas as Christmas, but with the word Colt in it. So we play on Coltsmas this year. Yeah. We need to win on Coltsmas. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a Christmas miracle. There you go. And with that, we wrap it up. So that's me and Jason Spears. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. Enjoy the game on Saturday night. Back to back Saturday nights. And also, fun fact: Colts are one to know this year, undefeated on Saturdays going into this back to back Saturday night football against the Cardinals on Christmas Day. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Go Colts. And we'll be back on Saturday night, early into Sunday morning with the game
0: recap right here on the Fourth the quarter podcast.